0: Welcome to Stuck in Misery, the best Midwest sports talk podcast. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. I'd like to welcome in today's guest, Nathan Vickers, is a reporter for KCTV, the CBS-affiliated license to Kansas City, Missouri. This morning, Nathan is joining us from Tampa, Florida, the city hosting Super Bowl 55. And Nathan, I've got to ask, how psyched were you when you got the call from your news director that you'd get to come to Florida back-to-back years to cover the Kansas City
1: Chiefs in the Super Bowl? I grew up a Chiefs fan, and I've always wanted to just see the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, and to be able to go and cover them, I mean, it's just it's just amazing. Uh, this is actually my third straight year covering a Super Bowl. I, I, the, our parent company sent me to Atlanta to, to cover uh, that game two years ago, and then last year I, I covered uh, the Chiefs in Miami, and then uh, this year I got to go, and it's, it's just an incredible experience. I, I think the coolest thing about the Super Bowl is that like 90% of it has nothing to do with sports or football. It's just like this huge media and cultural event that it's, it's just a thrill to be a part of.
0: Absolutely. There's always so much around the big game. There's something for everyone. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, because I know you were down in Miami last season at hard rock stadium. And obviously there's going to be some differences this year with the pandemic. I was curious, how does this year's coverage in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium compared to what you experienced last year down in Miami.
1: You know what's crazy? So uh, CBS is carrying the game. So we are like full steam ahead this year. You know, last year we we did a lot. Not not putting down last year at all. This year we're in every single show and, uh, and pouring so much into this. But on the flip side of that, we have fewer people that we sent than last year. And there's fewer things going on the week leading up to the Super Bowl. So this year in Tampa, we've really had to kind of scrap for stories a little bit. We've had to do a lot more crowdsourcing. We've had to get away from the hotel and out into the community of Tampa. And we've had to to really like get creative with some of our ideas. And in a way, I've kind of enjoyed that. It's because we're not just, you know, going and talking to fans on the street or, or, you know, people at the fan experience and things like that. We're, we're able to Get stories about restaurants, and uh, I, in a little bit this morning, I'm, I'm hoping to go out with a, a captain who's going to take me on a on a waterfront tour of Tampa, and he's going to take us by Tom Brady's yacht. And I think that's the kind of thing we we maybe we, uh, wouldn't have been able to do in Miami, uh, just because there was there was so much like media stuff leading up to it, and so much like stuff there around the stadium and around the uh, the convention center where all the fan stuff was happening.
0: It's funny you mention out on the water in front of the convention center, because when the Tampa Bay lightning, won the Stanley cup, that's exactly where they had the parade. And a lot of that had to do with the complications of the pandemic in the sense that if you have a normal parade, you have social distancing concerns to worry about. So, and that was one of the questions I was going to ask you is what kind of stories KCTV has you covering while you're down here, but to be out on a boat uh, going to see Tom Brady's house, that sounds like a pretty great assignment.
1: I'm really looking forward to it. I, I can't remember the last time I was out on a boat in, in open water, you know, other than like, you know, fishing with, uh, with my buddies at Lake of the Ozarks or something. This is going to, I think it's going to be really fun. We haven't firmed up a time, so I'm a little nervous, but fingers, fingers <laughs> crossed, I'm going to get to see Tom Brady's multi-million dollar yacht today. Absolutely. And I'd imagine more fans
0: will trickle into the city as we get closer and closer to the game. I know Red Friday is a big, big thing in Kansas City. So I'd imagine more Chiefs fans will make their way down. But it's kind of incredible because last year's Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers, the first Super Bowl in history where you had two teams with red as their primary color. And then now you get it in back to back years after not having it for the first 53 years in the history of the Super Bowl.
1: I've gotten really good at spotting the subtle differences. I, I, I credit—I must have good eyes or something. I'm kidding, but uh, I, I've kind of—the uh, first couple of days we were here, that was a real challenge. We'd get excited because we saw someone wearing a red hat, and then we'd get up. I was got a bucks flag on it, uh, and that happened a million times. But the the bucks red has just a little bit of a different hue to it, and and uh, I think uh like the creamsicle color is really in vogue right now too. So I, I you know we're seeing a lot of that. But yeah, the, the Chiefs red is. <laughs> Not as easy to spot in, in, in this environment, for sure, for the second year in a row.
0: So where will you actually watch the game once your coverage is all wrapped up? Because I know you've been out of and looking at your social media feed in advance of today's
1: conversation. But where will you watch the actual game? I think we'll have to watch from like the domestic compound of the stadium. I think they have a media area set up for us. I'm embarrassed to say I actually haven't even thought that far ahead yet because we're, we're just uh, doing so much day to day stuff. And I, I know that, that security will be tight and health screenings and all that will, will be very tight. And so there will be a very limited area where we'll be able to, to be. So uh, my strategy for Sunday is I just kind of got to show up <laughs> and then they'll tell me where to go. If I go to the wrong place, then, uh, then I'll be watching the game from the hotel room and, and maybe in handcuffs. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. We got to carve out a spot for Nathan Vickers. Make sure he gets his credentials. <laughs> uh, I, I'll advocate on your behalf, Nathan.
1: All right. Yeah. Any, any help would be appreciated. Last year in Miami, I got to watch from the stadium, and that was amazing. My, my story about it is that I was, I was sitting next to Danon Hughes, who's a former Chiefs player, and, and we had employed him to do some kind of color commentary for us. And um, he got to come up later in the game and, and sit with me in the same section of the press box we were in. And early in the game, I had kind of made some – it's the kind of thing you could get away with when you're at Arrowhead Stadium where, you know, something cool happens, and you're like, oh, all right. And I wasn't like cheering like crazy or anything like that, but it was, you know, kind of subtle comments like that. And there was some old crusty guy from San Francisco sitting next to me and says, <laughs> you can't cheer up here in the press box. So Danon Hughes gets up in the press box and he sits down next to me and Danon's getting into it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the old San Francisco guy "Ah, chairing the press conference. And of course, Danon is a former player Yeah, and just like, look at the guy. And I I just laughed. It was was great. But, but the funniest part uh, in terms of coverage last year uh, at the game was that I had to leave my seat uh, early in the fourth quarter when the Chiefs were down by 20 points or however much that was. And so I missed the entire comeback. I was like outside getting ready for post game, thinking we were going to lose. And then I just hear these eruptions from inside the stadium. And I'm like checking my phone going like, oh, oh. And then and so I had to watch like the, the wasp play after the game. But it was still an awesome experience. I'm happy you at least had
0: cell phone signal because I've heard of similar situations for other big games, college games, where. You think you know the outcome and the result, and then it's the exact opposite. You're going live on TV, and you're supposed to know. And so I'm happy you at least had cell signal to be able to check to see what the score was, because I've heard horror stories where
1: that's happened otherwise. One perk of being uh, in in, uh, TV broadcast news is that uh, they give you the Wi-Fi password, and it's like the best Wi-Fi in the country. They must have a server the size of a semi-truck or something like that, because it always works great throughout the game. Gotcha.
0: Nathan, I've got to ask, have you covered Super Bowl media day in your previous years covering the Super Bowl?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I we didn't cover I didn't cover it last year. I, I think our sports department usually handles that, and they handled that last year. I think I was there for some of that on uh, when we covered it in, in um, Atlanta. I, I don't remember much about it, to be honest, uh, but I, I, guess, I guess short answer, no, we didn't cover it this year.
0: No worries. And I think this year it's probably done virtually just because of the complications with the pandemic. I always love just the silly, stupid questions some of the media members ask because they're flown in from all over the world. They might not necessarily be from a news background. I know a lot of times, say, like a, a comedy show will ask. One of the questions I always like asking, though, is which mascot would win in a fight? You've got the Chiefs against the Buccaneers. Now, when I was thinking about this question, in my opinion – it really depends on which terrain the battle would be done because the Buccaneers are a little bit crazy, but a, a chief, a warrior, they're very clever. So uh, to me, I'm going to defer to what terrain we're fighting on, but in your opinion, which mascot would win
1: in a fight between the chiefs and the Buccaneers? I think pop culture has kind of answered that. If you've ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Jack Sparrow is always running away from from the native Americans. So Uh, I I think that uh, that the chiefs have the advantage Uh, of course you know uh, maybe if the 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 chiefs went out on the pirate ship uh, they might be at a disadvantage but uh, but we'll see but I I think in terms of mascots the chiefs definitely have a fair enough it always cracks me
0: up though I see the 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 worst question that I think that is asked every year is is this a must-win game and I think sometimes it's done where the reporter knows what he's doing but I came up the whole list of just stupid media day questions, questions I've heard people ask and it's like, how are you credentialed for this huge event that's worldwide? It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, sometimes when, when you're a reporter in unfamiliar territory or, or if you're a younger reporter, you, you get a little bit nervous when you're talking to some of these guys because you know that they know that you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> so uh, I, I've definitely <laughs> asked dumb questions before. To athletes and and yeah, you see that coming out at the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's like that; it's the only time they get asked. But I think because it's like on this national stage, you get to see all the questions that people ask. I kind of like some of those dumb questions though. Uh, the other day, someone asked. Uh, I think they asked Mahomes what his spirit animal was, and uh, I, I thought that was just a great a great TV moment. You know, because <laughs> you know if you got if you can catch uh, someone off guard like that, then then they kind of have this like. Uh, you know, you get them to smile or something. And I think that's worth it to ask uh, in general, not necessarily for, is this a must win game? Um, <laughs> but, but for some other questions,
0: I will say this, they've probably been asked so many questions, some of the same questions to that point. And at the same time, they don't want to give the opposing team bulletin board material headed into the Super Bowl as well. So it's a, it's a fine line to try to finagle that, but In the Kansas City area, I know a lot of Chiefs fans think that it's a foregone conclusion that one day Patrick Mahomes will surpass Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady entering this game, 43 years old, has won six Super Bowl, going for a seventh. And then Patrick Mahomes, at the age of 25 has already won one going for his second Super Bowl. I'm not going to ask you greatest of all time, but... Do you think Patrick Mahomes will win as many Super
1: Bowls as Tom Brady in his playing career? Oh man, that's a great question. I've been thinking about that a little bit. I mean, Tom Brady is, is definitely a freak of nature to be able to to do what he's been doing at, at his age. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. Um, He has also had a lot of talent around him over the years. And I think it'll be really interesting to see. I think, Patrick Mahomes' true test will come in the next few years as the Chiefs start to free up salary, cap space. You know, if Andy Reid retires, how is he going to do under a new coach? That's the true test that's ahead of them. You know, I think if Mahomes can stay healthy and if he can keep doing what he's doing on this level in terms of being able to use his legs and and get outside the pocket and, and run for a first down, in addition to making those crazy throws. That's going to put a strain on his body, I think, a little bit more than, than you might see as uh, with more of a pocket passer. But if he can stay healthy, you know, I think the sky's the limit for him. He might not win six or seven Super Bowls, uh, but, you know, I think, I think he could easily win two. And I think he could, uh, he could potentially win four or five if, if uh, the Chiefs continue to develop good talent and, and have that kind of speed and balanced offense that they've been able to run.
0: Andy Reid, sixty-two years old, so he has several years left. But you know, you're getting closer to the age of seventy. And to add to that, Eric Bieniemy, who it seems every season is at least being considered as a head coach for other franchises. But that trifecta that the Chiefs has has just been so potent, really, for the last few seasons. And if not for a D Ford offsides penalty. In the AFC championship game a few years ago, you might not be talking about back-to-back. You might be talking about a three-peat. And so a lot on the line in this one. Nathan, I got to ask, is there a prop bet that you like in Super Bowl 55? There are so many. This is so fun. And you talk off the top about how it's not necessarily about the game. You can wager on the anthem or the color of Gatorade poured on the winning coach. But is there a prop bet that you like for Super Bowl 55?
1: I was, I was thinking about this i would uh i wonder what the over-under is on uh the number of times a commercial says so, something just like w- way too trite like uh, uh uh in these unprecedented times or now more than ever <laughs> like how many times is that going to come up during these super bowl ads i mean i i think we're going to see just the pandemic sentiment at its peak during these because because I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of ads that, that are just kind of like, oh, this is everyday life. Everyone's going to be uh, wearing a mask or sitting at home, and, and that's going to be the theme of this year's ad. So uh, how many of those cliches are we going to to hear over the course of the ad cycle in this year? Nathan, I'll keep tally for you. The Chiefs, okay. a three-point favorite.
0: I like the Chiefs to cover, and I like them to win <laughs> Super Bowl 55. The big question I have for the game is this, is how can the Chiefs offensive line, which is a little bit beat up, Hold up against Tampa's front four, and I think that's really going to be the key to Super Bowl Fifty Five. I think the Chiefs have enough offensive weapons. I think they'll be able to keep Mahomes upright just enough, and that they'll be able to beat the Buccaneers, who are playing in their home stadium at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. I like the Chiefs to cover, but do you have a prediction for the game?
1: I think the Chiefs will win it. Let's see a three-point margin. I, You know, I think I, I think they'll win it by at least one possession. I think. That they can handle this team. I think they've shown that they can handle teams that are kind of built like the Buccaneers. But I think it's going to be one of the greatest like quarterback battles we're, we're ever going to see. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think Brady's going to let it be a blowout for sure. And and we might even see you know a, a fourth quarter comeback like we did last year on either side. So I, I think I think the great thing about this year's game is it's not going to be over until it's over because people are going to continue to make plays. You know until the last seconds of the game all
0: right nathan before i let you go i need to know and this is a
1: huge huge debate among people
0: in kansas city where's your favorite barbecue in the kansas city area
1: oh gosh okay so so i have i have uh, a theory of barbecue in general which is that there is an inverse relationship between the aesthetic of the barbecue joint and the quality of the barbecue so if, if you're in Kansas City and you're looking for barbecue, you know, you can go ahead, go ahead and go to the Joe's and the Jack Stack and the Gates and the Q39. Go to those touristy places. But if you really want the best barbecue in Kansas City, find like a rundown looking joint with hand painted lettering and, and try uh, something there. Because that guy is, is uh, he's making everything from scratch every day and it's going to be a much better deal. My personal favorite is Arthur Bryant's.
0: I'm going to have to give that a try because Jack stack I love, but then I recently had slaps and I want to go back to slaps now. And once it gets a little warmer out, they've got a little nice outside patio area where you can eat. And I know they've got heaters in the winter time, but I know that's a huge debate among people in the Kansas city area. So I had to get your perspective there.
1: I've never actually been to slaps. I'll have to try it when I, when I get back. I think that's one of the few places I haven't been to. There you go. Nathan, any final thoughts before I let you go here? No, Mark, uh, I, have, I do have a question for you, though. Is this yeah, we- a must-win game? <laughs> I'm so happy
0: you did that because I've done that other shows I've hosted uh, this week, and people don't understand what I'm doing by the end of the interview. Absolutely, it is a must-win game. 100%. I can't use enough superlatives to describe how important Super Bowl Sunday is for the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Buccaneers in Super Bowl 55. Absolutely.
1: Mark, thanks very much. Nice
0: meeting you. For Nathan Vickers, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for listening to Stuck in Misery. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Take care. So long, everyone, and enjoy Super Bowl 55.